Good morning, and welcome to Conversations with Buddy. We record these podcasts at the Rec Podcast Recording Studio here in Kaiser, Oregon. We drop a new podcast every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone. We hope that someone is you. Please take a moment to like, comment, and also share on your favorite social media platform. We want to get these messages out to the people and impact the world one testimony at a time. I would also say, if you know somebody that would be excited about being on the podcast, they want to share their story, please reach out to me as well. That would be awesome. This morning, I'm excited and grateful to introduce to you my friend, Ross Martinson. Welcome, Ross. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. Dude, thanks for being here, man. Pumped to be here. This is great. Well, here we are. It's Friday morning. It's February. Yeah, already. Time is flying. It's just Christmas. Now it's February. We're looking at Valentine's Day. Speaking of Valentine's Day, what are you going to do for your wife on Valentine's Day? It's a great question. We were just talking about, we try to do like- I'm applying pressure, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good for me. (laughs) We try to do like joint gifts sometimes. So uh, this is very unattractive. We call this like a non-sexy gift. Yeah. Um, We have done a lot of home renovations in the last couple months. And we he were talking about the fact that overalls might be a really nice thing. <laughs> so uh, I love it. yeah, we just talked about that last night. I said, let's go buy some overalls, babe. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's funny. You're adding some humor to your, your marriage. Yeah. Keep it keep it live. Well, hey, I'm just gonna do a quick intro of you and just kind of go over who you are and then we'll dive in deep, hear all the good stuff about you, man. Love it. Okay. So Ross, you're married to Allie. How long have you been married? Uh five years in May. Five years in May. Yeah. You definitely married up, my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> You're an only child, and you grew up in the big city of Silverton? Yeah, in between Silverton and Salem. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, you love dogs, and you have a dog. Yeah. Right? What's your dog's name? Phineas. Phineas. That's an interesting name. Yeah, it is. I've got a story behind it, if you want to know. We're going to come back to that one. Okay. We're going to hear about Phineas. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> You're a Costco enthusiast. Absolutely. In fact, we were just talking about... You bought a box of cereal, what, for 13 bucks at yeah, Costco? ridiculous. And it's good, but hey. Uh, you're a realtor. You're an investor, mostly in real estate, or do you do like cryptocurrencies? And- no, I've only done real estate. Okay. And you love real estate too. Yeah. I wrote down world traveler. I don't know if that's true, but I know that this last summer you traveled on your around your birthday to the East Coast. and Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah? Yeah, world traveler. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, where have you traveled the farthest though? Uh, on our honeymoon, we went to Thailand. Whoa. Yeah. Been to Thailand, Honduras, Guatemala. Is that just, uh, personal? Is that through ministry or what was that? Honduras and Guatemala were both, yeah, missions trips yeah. in high school. Changed your life? They were awesome. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I knew that about you. So yeah, you are a world traveler. Yeah. And lastly, not that there's, there's probably more, but you're a Christ follower. Yeah. You believe in Jesus. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Big time. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Surprise. Let's go back and we're going we're gonna to talk about your dog and the name and the story. And then we'll dive into who Ross is, where he grew up at, parents, marriage, successes, failures. You know. I love it. Basic stuff. Spill it all. Yeah. All right. Dog. Tell me about your dog. Uh, yes. Phineas F. Brzee Martinson. <laughs> That's his full name. He's got the name. Yeah. Allie and I both grew up in the Nazarene church. Her dad's a Nazarene pastor in the Bay Area, California. Um, We are what you would call dyed-in-the-wool Nazarenes. So I I went to a Nazarene Christian or a Nazarene college in um, Idaho, Northwest Nazarene University. She went to Point Loma Nazarene University in San Diego. Yeah. 
Um, I grew up here at Salem First Church of the Nazarene. My parents still go there. And obviously her dad's a pastor for the Nazarene Church. So uh, one of the founders of the Nazarene Church, his name was Phineas F. Brzee. Wow. There so you go. that's how his name came about. Everybody thinks it's Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's not worth explaining that whole story. It's a different story. Yeah. Different story. Yeah. Hey, just side note is I grew up in a Nazarene church as well. That's so right. I remember talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for, I don't know, a couple decades maybe or a decade or so. Yeah. My dad still goes to the same church. My mom and dad, but uh, my mom passed away a few years ago. But yeah, my whole family, go to Pranville, go to Nazarene church. The average age is like 82. Yeah, yeah, I, seems almost, about right. I'm almost certain of that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's awesome. Well, tell me about, uh, you grew up somewhere between Salem and Silverton, what school did you go to? Yeah, Pratham Elementary. My mom's actually the secretary, teacher's assistant out there still. So no kidding. Three rooms, three grades in each room. There was like 80 kids. So kindergarten through eighth grade. So elementary and middle school. Um, it's like the definition of Little House on the Prairie. Sweet. Yeah, so it's out by Willamette Valley Pie Company. So it's got a, a Salem address, but it's Silver Falls School District. So what I like to call God's country out there. Love that, man. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty out there, isn't it? Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Where'd you go to high school at? Silverton High School? Silverton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my parents are kind of right in between. We're like 12 minutes from downtown Salem and 15 minutes from downtown Silverton. So out in the country. And you were right in the middle of it. I loved growing up How many up acres out there. did you grow up on? Uh, they're on just over an acre. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not like you had 100 acres and 100 cattle? And no, they've got a bunch of farm behind them and in front of them, so it felt a little more spacious, but yeah, yeah. they're just on a square acre out there. Do you guys have chickens and cows and pigs? Grew up, and- grew up with chickens, yeah. Uh, no, we never ventured to uh, pigs or cows. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. But maybe chickens. Maybe that's part of your, your journey in life is you'll get back to the farm and have chickens and cows that'd and pigs. That'd be great. I would, and- I would love that. All right. That's cool. That's awesome. We'll see if my wife's up for it. <laughs> <laughs> so where did Allie grow up at? She grew up in outside of San Francisco, so East Bay. Yeah, she's a city girl. Yeah, yeah. Salem, that's like a small little hick town. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. There was a lot of things where she's like, uh, this is weird. That is she weird. She came and visited. That's weird. All right. Playing sports in high school? Yeah, yeah. I played um, football pretty much throughout, mm-hmm. and then... My sophomore year, I started playing tennis. Really? So I played football and tennis primarily and then was involved in a ton of other things. Choir. I was in three so different you're, choirs. So you're a singer. Uh, Come on, man. I wish. I Actually, I wish I still had some of the gusto that I yeah, used to. Yeah. But. Do you play any instruments? Nope. No instruments. Yeah. Were you ever in church choir? Um, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. other than little kids stuff, Sunday yeah, yeah. school stuff, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, well, let's move on to the good stuff. So you graduated from high school. Did you go to college anywhere? Yep, yep. Northwest Nazarene. Oh, Northwest Nazarene, yep. So then how did you meet Allie? Uh, That's great, the question. Great question. So we met um, summer of our sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. going into junior year. In Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, that that's a totally, a, that totally makes sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everything lines up. Uh, we met at a national Christian youth conference. So it happens every four years. Um, and she, I met her in passing and thought, dang, she's beautiful. Wow. Uh, she was actually, their group was staying in the same hotel as us. So I figured out how to get her room number, called her, talked to her. Well, I think we talked for like two hours on the phone in, um, 
the hotel that we we're staying in. At sophomores in high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's I had fun. no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Lecture. Yeah. Yeah. So our first date was continental breakfast in a hotel lobby. Sweet. Yeah. That's a, that's a story, man. Yeah. It's a great story. So then we stayed long distance. I, again, had no idea what we were doing. Said, we both like each other. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. If it's meant to be, you know, God's hand will be in it yeah. and it'll work. Yeah. And then um, finished out high school. Again, she's from the Bay Area. I'm from here. And she really wanted to go to Point Loma. I really wanted to go to NNU. And we just thought, if it's supposed to work, it's supposed to work. We'll keep trying it. And we did it. And then uh, spring of our senior year, I flew down there and asked her to marry me on the cliffs of San Diego. Whoa. That's a beautiful area, the cliffs of San Diego. Yeah. You did. Sunset cliffs. Yeah. Wow. What's, so what's then, the golf course right there? What is that golf course? Uh, Torrey Pines. Torrey Pines. Yeah. Yeah. Torrey yeah, Pines. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Super there. pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So we finished out college and then um, she moved back to Oregon. Not back. She moved up <laughs> to Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we were engaged for about a year and then got married in Canby and five weeks later moved to San Diego for two years. Wow. So I worked at a Christian college down there for a couple of years. She got her master's degree. We were living for free because we were living on campus with a bunch of college students and 15, 20 minutes from the beach. It was, it was a great two years. Hmm. You ever want to go back to San Diego? Yeah. We try to go back twice, three times a year. I mean, you actually can. live? I don't think so. Okay. One of the one of the biggest reasons that we wanted to come back was because of community. We got super involved. Um, we now go to Salem Alliance. Yeah, got super involved with a newlyweds um, small group. Loved it and just felt like we had such a good support system. Uh, moved away and like three months in, thought. I think we want to be back in Oregon eventually. When we started talking about what it looked like to buy a house, yeah. what it looked like to start a family someday, um, everything kind of lined up for moving back home. So we eventually figured it out and yeah. moved home. And yeah. I we we love that we're here. We've got a really good support system yeah. and community and we still love San Diego. It's a great place to yeah. visit. You can go visit there anytime, but yeah, you, we've got choosing uh, weather is a different story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Allie's got three sisters that are down there right now. Oh, wow. So it's easy to visit because we've got family. Totally, totally. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. So you guys get married. You live in Oregon. All right. So let's transition to uh, you, you, you're in ministry and then you somehow got into real estate. Yeah. So tell me about that. Yeah. I always thought uh, real estate has always been interesting to me. I thought, yeah, I could probably be pretty good at that. Um. And then a really good family friend of ours that's known me since I was, you know, a baby, Ray Beatty. Because you guys all went to the same church, right? Yeah. Shout out to Ray. Yeah. He uh, What's up, Ray? he called me and said, "Hey, would you actually seriously consider getting into real estate? Love to mentor somebody." Um, and we talked about it, prayed about it, and that's when we had already been praying about moving back or what that was going to look like. Uh, I actually applied for a couple jobs at Corbin. My dream job came available when Ray reached out. And I didn't end up applying for it because I felt so much peace about jumping into real estate with yeah. two feet, um, which is kind of scary. I mean, anybody that's self-employed, you go, okay, there's some risk involved here. We're going to sign up for this. Yeah. Allie didn't have a job up here yet. Um, and we, again, just thought, okay, God, if this is meant to be, it's meant to be. We're going to trust you and jump in with both feet. And it's been, this is, I'm going into my third full year. Yeah. It's been 
so stinking good. You make it look easy, honestly. You really Thanks. do. Yeah. I, sometimes people get into it and it's like, yeah, it's not going to work for you. I mean, I, just, I can just tell. And some people walk in and they make it look real easy. You're that guy. I'm not sure how. I don't know why. Uh, I might not even be able to answer that. I don't know. Fire away. I, I mean, I, I, I think... It, I think if anything is good and if God's hand is in it, yeah. it should feel um, somewhat easy. Yeah. It's natural. Because it's not me, it's God. Yeah. And it's just him using me as a vessel. Yeah. As you think about, you know, the commission lifestyle and self-employed, marriage, what I want to talk about is what are some of those challenges that you faced, you know, being an only child, getting married, you know, marrying somebody of the opposite sex and, you know, joining lives and then, you know, moving. What are the challenges in that? That's that's what people really love to hear is, okay, Ross, seem, 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 it seems like things are pretty easy for you, but where do you struggle? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I feel like I've, I've learned a ton in the last just four or five years um, since we got married uh, marriage has been great. I love being married. Love Allison. She's fantastic. I've married way up, um, which is a which is a great thing to do. Um, but I there's there was so many things that I think trickled from feeling like I had everything figured out to then realizing I'm not in control mm-hmm. and I don't have everything figured out. Um, in high school, I was involved in like anything and everything I could be. And so like I'm busy seven days a week kind of thing, whether it was at the church or at school, um, felt like I was on top of the world in control of everything. Uh, my senior year, I graduated, uh, we had like a male beauty pageant. So I was Mr. Silverton high school. It's funny. Uh, and then ended up becoming the future first citizen of Silverton, Oregon in 2013, just from being involved in a bunch of stuff. So just felt like I was riding this roller coaster and on top of it. Um, That transitioned, I think, into college. I got involved in a ton of stuff. Junior and senior year um, was student body president at NNU. Loved the heck out of it. Thought I can do anything I want to do. That's a good attitude, man. Yeah. I, I don't think I was giving God the credit though. Oh, I think a lot of that was I've never done it before. I was yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. I think I, I just was constantly rolling to the next thing and going, I can do that. I can accomplish that. I can finish that. And I'm going to be good at it. Um, I like your confidence, man. Yeah. However. Uh, there's a however. Okay. I think the last, yeah, probably the last four years, I've really tried to take a back seat and go, I am not defined by what I do. I'm defined by who I serve and how I serve. And I that's that's been the biggest learning thing for me is is just recognizing I serve a powerful God and he can choose to shut doors when he wants to shut doors. Mm-hmm. And um I, I try to enter every conversation that I meet with people just um reflecting on that and going, I'm not in control here. Mm. This is this is not my time, it's not my money. It's not my resources. It's God's, and He's allowed me the opportunity to serve people and help them. And yeah, yeah. So that's been the biggest thing I've learned. So I, I see you out a lot, man. You're everywhere, right? Would you say you're an extrovert? Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. You feel you feel up when you're out with people, and or yeah, I I enjoy the heck out of people. I yeah. love hanging out with good people, yeah. and I think that gives me energy. 
um, I don't know what shifted. And I'm sure a lot of people feel this too. But right. After COVID, there was a lot of me that just loved hanging out at home with my wife and dog. Got it. So I, I, I also get a lot of energy there, but okay. I do love hanging so out with people and meeting new people. Yeah. So it's both. I mean, you're yeah. kind of one, you feel it both ways, it sounds like, which is an interesting um, yeah, perspective. But uh, I see you out a lot. So I, I, I could imagine that you're probably definitely an extrovert. So that's good. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Um, let's talk about something funny. You said you're a Costco enthusiast. Uh, what, what's that mean? I'm a proud executive member of Costco. You love Costco. I love Costco. Yeah, it's great. We um, Actually, one of the Costcos when we were in San Diego had a car wash that they had just put in. So I'm waiting for that to come for the new Kubler one, but yeah. we'll see. I uh, Yeah, Costco is like my happy place. You love it. I love it. I mean, if I, I will beg Allie to just go to dinner there and get a hot dog. It's the cheapest dinner in town. It's $1.50 for a hot dog and soda. Maybe maybe that's what I, early on in our marriage, you know, we we're Costco members and the hot dog and the the, the cheap food when you're living on pennies. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Probably a decade ago, I went in there to go shopping with my wife, and I walk out with a stereo. I'm like, "How did I spend four hundred extra dollars that I wasn't supposed to spend?" Yeah, no, it happens all the time, and that's why I'm like. I can't do this. Maybe, yeah. And maybe that's why I don't, I, I literally don't shop at Costco. We've got rules now where if I go shopping at Costco, um, I can buy anything that's food related <laughs> without permission. Ooh. If it's something. A stereo? Yeah, yeah. Stereo, TV. Whatever. Uh, yard equipment, anything. Yeah. I got to take a picture of it and at least send it to her, do a lap around the store and wait for a response. So how many days a week do you go to Costco? Uh, Probably twice a week. At least twice a week. Yeah. And you yeah. love the new one? Is it cool? I didn't at first. I had to figure out my parking spot. I don't know if you've ever been to like, you know, a store you go to frequently. Yeah. Most people park in the same area. Oh. And I took a survey um, two years ago with the old Costco of where people parked. What's really interesting is that anyone in my sphere of influence parked in the same area at Costco, the same section. Swear. Yeah. With the exception of one person that I met. But I, I, talk, I asked like 50 people. That's, that's like, it's super <laughs> weird. There's I, there's got to be some psychological stuff there, but well, we are creatures of habit yeah. for sure. I mean, we like familiarity. Uh, that's interesting. So that was the toughest part, figuring out where my new parking spot was going to be. Now at work, I I literally park in the same spot every day. It's it's far enough away where I have to walk, you know, a good distance. Yeah, and it's always in the same spot. So I get that concept. We like the law of familiarity. I'm not sure what that is. That's really yeah, interesting. I don't know. But you love Costco and then you got your parking spot. I don't have a parking spot at Costco. <laughs> yeah, I've got a section. I've got a okay. section. All right. But it's been good. I Yeah, I enjoy the new Costco. There's more gas pumps. It's easier yeah. to get in and out of. Yeah. It's a little farther from where we live. Yeah. But I'll take it. Cool, cool. Let's talk about investing. Yeah. All right. So you're, you're a real estate uh, agent. You've been doing it for coming on your, starting your third year. You're doing amazing. How did that help you when it came to investing? Because- Everybody wants to buy property and buy house and build equity and have the American dream. How would you help people to navigate that? What would they do? Yeah, I think um, for me, the biggest thing is if I was going to jump into real estate with both feet and believe in what I'm doing, um, I had to do it myself. And so that meant us buying a house. Yeah. We bought in 2021. Yeah. Um, kind of at what I would call the peak of craziness. So we competed against 36 other people on our house. There was 37 offers. Um, Seriously? Yeah, nuts. It's the most I've ever heard of. Uh, I've never heard of that one before. Yeah. 
It was crazy. So that was a crazy time. I mean, there's multiple offers. Prices were getting jacked up. It was nuts. Um, and I think going through that experience, mm-hmm. I learned a ton about just coaching people, walking them through the process, making sure they feel comfortable. It's important for people to feel like they're in the driver's seat yeah. and have control over the situation. Um, and so I, I, I try to portray that onto clients that I meet with now so that they feel like they're the ones making the decisions and calling the shots. It's, it's humbling and I don't take it for granted that, um, I'm not a financial advisor by, by any means, but I'm helping people make the largest financial investment of their life usually. Yeah. And so that's, that's something I don't, um, take lightly. So all that to say, I, um, wanted to buy our house as soon as I could. And then, uh, in August we bought our rental first rental house. Um, and that's been great. We spent four and a half months renovating it way longer than I wanted to, but that's how house projects go. <laughs> I love it. And do you do any of the work yourself? Yeah, most of it. Yeah, you do we most of the work hired yourself. out electrical and plumbing. Those are two things I don't like touching. Yeah, but you love doing the work. Yeah, my dad um, my dad and grandpa actually built houses in the Willamette okay. Valley for a while. Um, that was so before he got into law enforcement, but yeah. So that's in your blood. I think so. Yeah. 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 What does a... Uh, What's a vision look like for the next five or 10 years or I don't know, when you retire, when you're 60, you know, what's your real estate portfolio look like if you had to do it the way you really want to? Hmm. I've got a really cool, um, probably pretty unique legacy to look back on. My my grandparents live in Coos Bay um, and my grandpa was a diesel mechanic his whole career, uh, but they own 18 rental houses. And that's wow. um, something I... Um, kind of dream of achieving, maybe not quite on that level, but I've seen what is done for them financially. Um, they own all of them out right now. They're in their eighties, early eighties, wow. but, um, they've been able to, with those resources, bless a ton of people, whether it's community members or their church or grandkids. Um, so I, I see what they have been able to do with real estate. Yeah. And I love that. And I that makes me excited to yeah. hopefully follow in their footsteps and be able to do that for, for my family right. or for our community and, and just love on people with our resources. Uh, your grandparents, all their properties are in Coos Bay? Yeah, Coos Bay, North Bend. North Bend, yeah. yeah. I think I told you my wife's from yeah. uh, Coos yeah, Bay. Yeah, and you went to college down there, right? Yeah, I went to Swag, yeah. so yeah. Great place to, I love it. I love Coos Bay. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Dude, 18, that's really amazing. Yeah. Don't we wish we could go back to when our, your grandparents bought homes and bought like 10 homes? Oh, for like absolutely. 50,000 or 100,000. My grandpa, he, there's a couple houses he bought for $12,000. Yeah. They were like VA foreclosures and stuff, yeah. but yeah. stuff we don't see a lot of anymore. Okay, so now that rates are you know a little higher, they've gone up what? Since January of a year ago, rates were at 3%. They peaked out in October around 75 what does that mean to you when you think of interest rates and how do you help people understand the value of buying real estate? Yeah. I mean, you know this, but- I don't know anything. <laughs> the real estate market, you know, it fluctuates a little bit, but if you're playing the long-term game, you're going to come out ahead. So whenever I, if, if I'm meeting with first-time home buyers, um, if I get somebody that says, yeah, I think we're going to buy and we might be here for like a year and a half- two years maybe. That's when I go, I'm not sure about that. Let's pump the brakes. Let's revisit that a little bit. If I get somebody that comes in and goes, yeah, we could live here for five years. Awesome. You're going to come out ahead. 
Um, and I think it's scary for people to see the higher interest rates. Um, it's scarier for me to see housing prices continue to increase or even plateau because I think that's going to continue for a while. My fun fact that I like to share with yeah, people yeah. is the average first-time home buyer is 35 years old, and they're predicting in the next five years there are more 35-year-olds coming of age than there ever has been before in history. Right now, this is our a millennial crowd that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So people okay. that um, desire home ownership or are ready for that next step, there's going to be more of those people in the next five years than there has been before, and. You know this in the Willamette Valley, we're probably five years behind on new construction. So inventory, I think, is going to remain low. Yeah. While there's a demand that's growing, therefore I I don't see prices going down. You know, I see there being yeah. opportunities for people to get in and yeah. get some seller's credit and good deals on things if they're playing the long term game. Right. Yeah. I like that. I think one thing I learned a decade or two ago was, you know. Buying and flipping homes is great. You can make some money, but it's the real estate you own when you're 60 that yeah. matters. And your grandparents, obviously, now they're in their 80s, prove that. that yeah. It's a long game. If you do the long game, it'll change your financial future and leave a different legacy. Yeah, we crunched numbers. I actually I helped my grandparents sell one of their houses this last year. Yeah. They bought it for, for $12,000. It's one of those houses. Uh, we sold it for two hundred and ninety. It's a dinky little house. Um but I calculated the rents that they had made over the last 30 years. Yeah. I think they made close to $400,000 in rents over the last four years, and they or also, 30 years. They got all the rents and then they got all the equity. Yeah. And then another 290 out of it at the end. Double dipping. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Love that. Fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. Well, what else is in your life? Um, I'm, and how old are you right now, Ross? 28. You're 28. Been married for five years. You've learned a lot. What's the next five to 10 years look like for you? Maybe you and Allie, you guys, I know you guys traveled this last summer to the East Coast. So maybe let's talk about maybe some travel plans. What's that look like for you guys? Yeah, we, uh, I had never been to the East Coast. She had been a couple of times, but it was fun to see a bunch of historical sites yeah. and uh, eat some food. I I enjoy, I I mean, you know, I, I don't think I've ever missed a meal. So <laughs> yeah, uh, me neither. I enjoy good food. I enjoy trying new things. Um so I, I think a lot of times, as much as Allie doesn't like to, we, we will, we compare our families. Um, her family's really good at going and finding these really cool, unique, uh, opportunities and things to go check out. Uh, my family's really good at finding these like hole in the wall restaurants yeah. wherever we go. And that's mostly my dad, but I get that from him too. And I go, Hey, I'd like to go here in the middle of nowhere because I heard of this barbecue place that oh, they man. have. There's no other reason why I want to go there, but let's get on a flight and let's go check it out because it looks like great food. Yeah, that's fun, man. Yeah. So you guys, when you're on the west, uh, east coast, you started, what, New York and then worked south to Washington, D.C.? Is that, yeah. Is that what yeah, right? I started in New York. I'm super glad we, we drove from New York to D.C., so we spent a full day doing that. Yeah. And it's, it's so unique. Growing up on the west coast, um, I mean- you could spend eight, nine hours driving Oregon and still be in Oregon. Yeah. And so driving from New York to DC is like, I think we hit seven states yeah. and drove through a bunch of different spots, had a ton of food to eat, stopped wherever we wanted to. Hmm. So if anybody's over there, I highly recommend driving as much as you can. Okay. So fly to New York, hang out, and then drive down to yeah. Washington, DC. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I know our trip, my wife and I took uh, in the summer, 
probably shortly after you guys, because you guys went before your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So we went shortly after you guys uh, went to New Orleans and then spent the next 20 days going through seven or eight states in, in the South. It was, talking about food, man. We love, we're foodies as well. Yeah. Find the best restaurant, belly up. It's going to be good. Yeah. I love so, it. Any big trips that you guys have planned this year? No, we'll be in San Diego a couple times. We've got that penciled out already. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, nothing crazy coming up on the horizon. Uh, we'd like to do something something big for our five-year anniversary, which is in May or it, shortly thereafter. Is there any uh, sneak peek of what you guys are going to do, or are you guys still thinking about it? I, we're still thinking about it. We, uh, My best friend and roommate in college got married a week after us, so I think we're going to try to do a, a couple's trip with them. Oh, that's kind of cool. Fun. Yeah. Is there like a – I mean, you guys been to Thailand – all these different places, but is there like maybe a place you'd like to go? Oh man. Uh, I would love to go to Italy sometime. I just, I mean, again, back to food, I'm going, there's just so, so much good food over there that I think I would enjoy. Um, so that, that'll probably be a few years out, but that would be fun. Well, uh, so in 2017, the, the rule that we had with our daughters is when they graduate, you can pick anywhere in the world you want to go anywhere. Just we'll go. And so Emily, we spent, uh, she couldn't quite figure out where to go because she's indecisive. Sorry, Emily. Uh, so we went to New Orleans for five days and we went to New York City for seven days for like 12 days. Molly's like, so I think she, she had three things on her, on her list and one was Italy. I'm like, well, I don't care about these other places. We're going to Italy. So yeah, we flew into, uh, we stayed Four or five nights in Paris. It was amazing. And then we went into Italy and we went to, um, oh, can't even think of the name of the places, but we spent the next probably eight to 10 days just going through Italy, going from city to city. Talk about good food. Yeah, I bet. You've got to go. It's it's a, definitely a must. So there no, you go. No, that'd be fun. That's on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable food. Uh, and the, and you, you travel by train in, in Europe. Right. And so you're on this uh, red Ferrari train going 120 miles an hour in the middle of nowhere. It's really cool. Yeah. You got to do it. I bet it's beautiful too. It's unbelievable. So, well, brother, um, we've covered a lot of ground, man. I'm sure we could probably keep talking. I mean, I love real estate. I love investing. Um, what's one lesson you'd like to share just to close out? Something on your mind, something maybe you'd like to share that would just impact somebody. What would that be? Hmm. I think something I've been sitting on for the last, I don't know, three, four months is um, just show up, show up for people, Hmm. show up for those around you, those in your life, your friends, your family. Uh, It's really easy for me to just grind, grind, grind and get caught up in um, how much I'm accomplishing. And so I, I think I, I try to reflect as much as I can on just show up, just be available, yeah. be willing to serve people regardless of the result. Yeah. That's a really good, uh, that's a good takeaway, man. Just, just showing up. Sometimes we show up with an agenda. Yeah. But let's just don't show up with an agenda. Let's just show up to serve people. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to take that today. I'm going to take that one. I think there's a lot of power in that. I mean, if you yeah. are showing up and letting God truly lead you and be in control, then I think you're allowing him to do his job too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oftentimes we don't let him do his yeah. job. And we think that we're in control. It's an illusion, but we think we're in control. We're simply not. Yeah. So, well, brother, thanks for being on the show. 
Uh, appreciate you listeners out there in, each week listening to us here as we talk about stories. And I really do pray that it impacts somebody somewhere. And if you'd ever like to be on the podcast again, we'd love to have you. Just reach out to me. You can email me at buddyp7 at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to the rec. We could also get you on the schedule there as well. Have a fantastic week, and uh, Lord bless you. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much.